Hi there. This is Philip St. Romain. Thank you for tuning in to my Awaken podcast channel. This message on dealing with distractions in prayer is excerpted from a video series I've developed on Christian prayer methods. You will hear a couple of references to other presentations during the podcast. More information about this video series can be found at udemy.com. That's U-D-E-M-Y dot com. And do a search for my name or for Christian Prayer Methods. And now, the presentation. First, we need to define what we mean by distractions. For purposes of this presentation, a distraction is anything that grabs our attention and pulls us away from attentiveness to God. So it can be anything. It can be a thought, it can be a desire, it can be an image, it can be someone talking outside, or any noise or sound or anything. The distinction we make here is between having thoughts or distractions and getting caught up in them. For example, I'm the main cook at our house. I enjoy cooking. I come from a Cajun culture and enjoy cooking all different types of Cajun foods. And so sometimes when I'm taking prayer, I'm thinking about what we might have for supper. At least the thought comes up. And then, uh, you know, I begin to uh, wonder maybe, well, what do we have in the refrigerator? What leftovers might I use? Oh, that's a distraction. Now, if the thought comes up, okay, I wonder what we can do for supper. And then I let it go using one of the methods we're about to talk about. Well, that's the end of it. I've, I haven't gotten caught up. But when I open that refrigerator door and begin to plan the meal, I'm caught up in a distraction. So here are some ways of dealing with distractions. First one, noticing without engaging. We discover we can consent to thoughts or we can let them go. What we give our attention to we energize and it grows. And so noticing without engaging is like trying to have a conversation, let's say husband and wife, and you've got a child that's trying to interrupt. And for a while you can just basically ignore them and continue your conversation. Eventually you might need to tell them to stop and to wait their turn. But that's what noticing without engaging is, is we just continue to keep our attention on God. Some author, uh, whose name I can't recall now, mentions that this is like looking over the shoulder of someone sitting in front of you at a play. Maybe they adjust their position and you don't uh, feel like you need to say to them, hey, move back or something like that. Instead, you adjust your posture and attention so you can better see what's going on. You're looking around them. And that's what we do with thoughts and distractions sometimes. We, we notice without engaging and we don't get caught in them. We look around them. The second method is praying with distractions. Using our distractions as a springboard for prayer. Sometimes a distraction might be a call to pray for somebody or something. There's a writer named Ronald Rollheiser who's written a number of really good books on spirituality. 
And he, he says it like this. If we take seriously that prayer is lifting mind and heart to God, then every feeling and every thought we have is a valid and apt entry into prayer, no matter how irreverent, unholy, selfish, sexual, or angry that thought or feeling might seem. Simply put, if you go to pray and you're feeling bored, pray boredom. If you're feeling angry, pray anger. If you're sexually preoccupied, pray that preoccupation. And if you're feeling full of fervor and want to praise and thank God, pray fervor. Every thought or feeling is a valid entry into prayer. What's important is that we pray what's inside of us and not what we think God would like to see inside of us. Now that might work, especially if we come to a place in our prayer, uh, let's say in the uh, uh, Lectio Divina process that we call Oratio, the place for affective prayer. But I wouldn't recommend that we pray with every single distraction that comes up. But if it's a strong distraction and there's a real need or concern, and if you're in an okay place in your prayer to begin to do that kind of praying, intercession, thanksgiving, uh, remorse, or whatever, then sure, praying with distractions is sometimes a good way to deal with them. A third way is refocusing attention. This is similar to, but also different from the first example we gave of noticing without engaging. It's not simply ignoring the distraction, but really making an attempt to turn the attention to God, to just refocus the attention to God. Okay, so a great quote from uh, Francis de Sales here. He says, if during prayer you bring your heart back from distractions again and again into God's presence, though it went away every time you brought it back, you would have spent your time very well. Just that process of refocusing attention to God is in itself good prayer that strengthens our attention as well. A fourth way of dealing with distractions is breath prayer. And we spoke about using breath prayer as a contemplative method. But here we're not speaking about really getting into a contemplative frame of mind. We're just going to shift the attention to breathing, and maybe just for a very brief time. We have to place our attention somewhere, and sometimes our distractions are so strong that it's really difficult to, uh, to pray them, or we don't quite know how to pray them. We can't quite ignore them. We can't quite refocus our attention to God. So we can shift our attention to our breathing. It gives us a place to put our attention. We can simply be inhaling and exhaling in God's presence, inviting the Spirit to breathe us, that we inhale in God's presence, we inhale God's love, and we exhale something of the distraction that is uh, really bothering us. We turn it over to God in that way. And it might clear the distractions out enough that we can begin to use another one of the methods or return to our prayer method, whichever one we're using. Finally, there's praise. Notice that praise is the first movement in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name, which means praise be thy name. Praise launches the attention Godward. And so sometimes when you're having distractions, just begin to praise God and say those words even and try to mean it as much as you can. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And to say it again and again and try to intend it as fully as you can again and again. And eventually you'll find that your energy and attention are moving with that praise and you're giving God your attention more and the distractions are falling away. A great quote by a writer, Anthony DeMello, in his book, Sadhana. He says, If I had to choose the one form of prayer that has made the presence of Christ most real in my life and given me the deepest sense of being supported and surrounded by the loving providence of God, I would unhesitatingly choose the prayer of praise. I would also choose it for the great peace and joy it has so often brought me in times of distress. The prayer consists, quite simply, of praising and thanking God for everything. It is based on the belief that nothing happens in our lives that is not foreseen by God. Just nothing, not even our sins. Perhaps with the prayer of praise you might want to sing a hymn, if you know a hymn of praise. Or pray a prayer like the Gloria, which is a prayer of praise. As we can see, there are ways to deal with distractions. We need not allow them to carry us away in prayer, but we will probably never have a prayer period without them, nor even deal with them with 100% effectiveness using these methods. The point is to keep turning the attention to God again and again and not getting caught up in the distraction. This process strengthens our will to God and deepens our openness to God. I hope you enjoyed this message. If you would like to support this ministry with a tax-deductible donation, please use the payment link on my website, shalomplace.com. That's S-H-A-L-O-M-P-L-A-C-E dot com. Thank you for your consideration.